Hi, Rebecca Shear here. Looking for more ways to circle round with us? Join the Circle Round Club and get all sorts of great perks, like a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, monthly newsletters, even ad-free episodes, and bonus bedtime stories. Support our public radio podcast and sign up now at wbur.org slash Club. Produced by the iLab at WBUR Boston. If at first you don't succeed, do you know how the rest of that saying goes? Try, try again, right? Because after all, if you want to improve at something, you need to practice. Well, we're about to meet a character who tries to trick his way to success, but in the process, he's the one who gets tricked. I'm Rebecca Shear, and welcome to Circle Round where story time happens all the time. Today our story is called The Missing Knight. It's inspired by an old tale from the Jewish tradition. Some really great people came together to bring you our telling of this story, including Jason Mansukis and Sarah Ferguson. Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, is a global humanitarian, businesswoman, author, producer, historian, and wellness advocate. Kids, check out her daily Storytime with Fergie series on YouTube. Comedian, writer, and actor Jason Mansukis co-hosts the podcast How Did This Get Made? His new animated series, Housebroken, premieres on Fox later this month. So, circle around, everyone, for The Missing Night. There once was a queen. Every morning, the queen woke up in her royal bed, got dressed in her royal garments, tucked into her royal breakfast, then got to work doing her royal duties. And every evening, after a long day of ruling her kingdom honorably and honestly, the queen relaxed by sitting down with her chief advisor, Jeremiah, and playing chess. Alone in the royal chambers, sitting on opposite sides of the black and white checkered board, the queen and Jeremiah laid out their black and white pieces, their kings and queens, their rooks and bishops, their knights and pawns. Then the queen and Jeremiah took turns moving their pieces and capturing each other's pieces until, inevitably, the queen would utter two fateful words. Checkmate! In chess, when your opponent says checkmate, it's basically game over. It means your king is about to be captured, and there's nothing you can do about it. So, upon hearing those words, Jeremiah would have no choice but to surrender, laying his coveted king down on the board and ceding yet another victory to the queen. My, my, my. Yet another spectacular game, Your Majesty. Well done. May I offer my deepest congratulations? Mm, Thank you, Jeremiah. You know, if you keep working at it, perhaps one of these days... I can offer you my congratulations. Oh, how I would like that, Your Majesty. But the truth is, Jeremiah would not like that. He would love it. Unbeknownst to the queen, after every single game, 
the chief advisor would stomp around his room and wring his hands with frustration. How many years have I been playing chess against Her Royal Majesty? It must be ten by now, at least. One game a day, uh, 365 days a year. Uh, what is that? Uh, 3,650 games, and not once have I won? Not once! Finally, Jeremiah decided he couldn't take it anymore. One evening, as he paced around his quarters, bemoaning yet another loss, he made a declaration. Enough! I have to beat the queen at chess at least one time. But how? When it comes to her royal highness, I cannot win a game of chess to save my life! Wait a minute. Jeremiah's feet stopped pacing but his mind started racing. Hmm, can't win to save my life. Save my life. (laughs) That's it. I know just how I'll beat the queen at chess. The next evening, there was a glint in Jeremiah's eye as he and the queen faced off on opposite sides of the black and white checkered board. The advisor and monarch took turns advancing their own pieces, and capturing each other's pieces. Eventually, the queen's knight, that's the chess piece shaped like a horse's head, the knight was in just the right spot to advance and trap Jeremiah's king. So, as usual, it wouldn't be long before the queen would utter those two dreaded words, check, mate. But not if Jeremiah could help it. Before the queen could make another move, The advisor clutched his hands to his throat and pretended to wheeze and cough. (laughs) Jeremiah! Jeremiah! Are you all right? Actually, Jeremiah was all right. He was just putting on an act. But the queen didn't know that. Just as the sneaky advisor had hoped, her royal majesty dropped the knight she was holding, sprang from her seat, and came running to her advisor's side. Jeremiah! Speak to me! Are you okay? Shall I call the royal doctor? Jeremiah swallowed hard and shook his head. No, no, your highness. That won't be necessary. I'm fine, perfectly fine. Let's just keep playing the game and... (laughs) No, Jeremiah. I'm getting the doctor. Wait here. Without missing a beat, the queen went speeding out of the room, her royal robe billowing behind her. This was the moment Jeremiah had been waiting for. He let his breathing return to normal, then he peered down at the chessboard. His eyes fell on the knight the queen had dropped. So, this is the piece that was going to do me in, eh? To put my king in checkmate? (laughs) Well, not anymore. Jeremiah snatched up the knight and placed it next to the board, in line with all the other pieces that had been captured so far. (laughs) Just then, the advisor's ears pricked up. Footsteps echoing down the hallway. Quick as a wink, he slumped in his seat and closed his eyes. Moments later, the queen came bursting into the room, the royal doctor in tow. Here he is, Doctor, my chief advisor. Oh, dear, he seems to have fainted. 
Jeremiah, Jeremiah, can you hear me? As the doctor rushed over to take a pulse, Jeremiah blinked open his eyes. Oh, doctor, how kind of the queen to summon you for me. But I'm doing much better now. The coughing fit seems to have passed just as quickly as it came. And I'm feeling fit as a fiddle. In fact, I believe we ought to finish our chess game. What do you say, your majesty? Delighted and surprised by Jeremiah's miraculous recovery, the queen dismissed the royal doctor, then returned to her seat and gazed down at the black and white checkered board. All right, now, where were we? Ah, yes, yes, yes. I was about to put you in check, my friend. (laughs) All I had to do was move my knight and... Hmm, well, that's funny. I'm not seeing it. The knight I was going to move, it isn't on the board. Jeremiah flashed the queen a smile. Well, Your Excellency, with all due respect, the knight isn't on the board because I captured it many moves ago. Do you not remember? Or did my coughing fit scare the memory away? I'm sorry to have startled you so, but perhaps you should try... A different move? The queen stared at the board with a furrowed brow. After a moment, she looked up and shrugged. I suppose you're right, Jeremiah. My brains must be scrambled. You gave me such a fright. Plus, you and I have both captured so many pieces in this game. I'll try a different move. But without her missing knight, the queen found herself unable to corner Jeremiah's king and she struggled to come up with a new strategy. As a result, Jeremiah had no problem turning the game around to his advantage. And, at last, he was finally able to utter the two words he had been yearning ten long years to say. Uh, Check. Mate. The queen blinked her eyes. Then she laid down her king, extended her arm, and shook her chief advisor's hand. Well done, Jeremiah. You've succeeded in beating me at a game of chess. May I offer my deepest congratulations? For once, Jeremiah did not spend the evening stomping around his chambers and wringing his hands. Instead, he spent the night snuggled up in his bed, dreaming sweet dreams of victory. The queen, on the other hand, spent the night hunched over the chessboard, replaying that evening's game. All right, so so after Jeremiah captured my king's bishop, I advanced my queen's pawn past the center of the board. But then he moved his rook to threaten my knight. So it was only natural for me to advance that night and threaten his king. And yet, somehow, the knight had already been captured. The queen went over the game again and again. At last, she picked up the knight and stared at it. What happened to you, brave knight? Why weren't you on the board? Why weren't you... uh... The queen stopped short, for all of a sudden, she heard Jeremiah's words echoing in her head. Well, Your Excellency, 
With all due respect, the knight isn't on the board because I captured it many moves ago. Do you not remember? Or did my coughing fit scare the memory away? And that's when the queen understood. Her chief advisor, her most trusted advisor, had deceived her. The queen knew the obvious thing to do was march right into Jeremiah's chambers and confront him about his dishonesty. But as an expert chess player, the queen knew that the obvious moves weren't always the best ones. In this case, she wanted to do something far more unexpected. The wheels in her mind began to turn. So, my dear chief advisor cooked up a ruse so he could beat me? Did he? Well, two can play at that game, because I'm going to cook up a ruse that will get the knave to confess. What do you think the queen will do next? What would you do if you were the queen? We'll find out what happens after a quick break. Support for Circle Round comes from Indeed. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match with Indeed. Ditch the busy work and use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And listeners will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Circle Round. That's Indeed.com slash Circle Round. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. We've been looking for even more ways to circle round with super fans like you. And now we've got another one. The Circle Round Club. When you join the Circle Round Club, not only do you support the public radio station that makes Circle Round possible, but you can get all sorts of perks, including a welcome box with Circle Round goodies, weekly activity emails, monthly newsletters from me, Rebecca Shear, and early access to Circle Round events. You can also get bonus bedtime stories, behind-the-scenes videos, and ad-free episodes. Sign up now at wbr.org slash Club. Welcome back to Circle Round. I'm Rebecca Shear. Today our story is called The Missing Night. Before the break, the queen realized that her chief advisor, Jeremiah, had cheated in their nightly game of chess. He faked a coughing fit, and while the queen ran to get the royal doctor, Jeremiah removed her knight from the board and went on to win the game. It took the queen hours to discover Jeremiah's trick. So by the time she got ready for bed, everyone in the palace was fast asleep. And yet, as she stepped onto her balcony for one last look at the stars, she spied something moving in the garden below. People, two people, creeping among the lilies and rose bushes and azaleas, squinting through the shadows, the queen noticed that each figure was shabbily dressed, with an empty sack slung over their shoulder. Immediately, the wise ruler knew exactly who these shadowy figures were. Thieves! Now, if you were the queen, 
and you discovered two thieves skulking around your palace, what would you do? Would you call out in distress? Would you summon the royal guards and have them capture the robbers straight away? Well, that's not what this queen did. Because remember, the queen was determined to teach Jeremiah a lesson. And in that moment, she knew exactly how she'd do it. Hurrying to the royal kitchen, the queen found an extra set of servants' clothes and put them on. Then she raced out to the garden where the thieves were hiding. Ho there, friends! The thieves froze. Slowly, they turned their heads toward the stranger dressed in servants' clothing. Their hands raised in surrender. Please, please, put down your hands and and don't be scared. I'm actually one of you. You are thieves, I presume? The thieves nodded. Well, listen. As you can tell, by my clothing, I spend my days working in the Queen's palace. But I've long been plotting a way to rob the joint. After all, I have keys to every single room, including the treasury where Her Royal Majesty stores her jewels and riches. Even in the dark, the Queen could see the thieves' eyes light up. Thing is, there's just one problem with me robbing the palace all by myself. The moment the theft is discovered, the royal guards will search every single room, including mine, and I'll be caught red-handed. However, now that you're here... A smile spread across the disguised queen's face. Now that you're here, the three of us can join forces and work together. You can take the stolen treasure past the palace walls and hide it somewhere safe. Then we'll all meet up, split the booty three ways and make off like, like, how shall I say it? Like bandits. The thieves liked the sound of that. So, walking on tiptoe, they followed the disguised queen into the palace and down a steep set of stairs. At the bottom was a big locked door, so tall it reached all the way to the ceiling. Behind this door lies the queen's treasury, a massive room filled with gold, silver, emeralds, diamonds and rubies. I'll use one of my keys to unlock the door and let you in. Then you fill up your sacks while I keep watch outside. The thieves trembled with anticipation as the queen put the key in the lock. The moment the door swung open, the thieves bustled into the treasury, loading their sacks with sparkling gemstones. Then they tipped their caps at the disguised queen and scurried out of the palace. Without wasting a second, the queen woke up her guards and ordered them to follow the thieves. The robbers hadn't gotten very far, so the guards had no problem catching the crooks and taking them into custody. The queen, meanwhile, went back to sleep. After a few hours, she woke up in her royal bed, got dressed in her royal garments, and tucked into her royal breakfast. Then she summoned Jeremiah to come see her. As the chief advisor strode into the throne room, the queen noticed he had a sprightly spring in his step. 
and a smug grin on his face. Good morning, your highness. Ho, ho, ho. That was quite a chess game last night. Quite a chess game indeed. Thanks to my wizardly mastery of the sport, you did lose. But you lost with dignity and grace, your majesty. I commend you on your sportsmanship. Now, why have you called me here, your excellency? You're not <laughs> asking for a rematch, are you? The queen shook her head. No, no, Jeremiah, no, no, no. I'm afraid I called you here to share some bad news. You see, just last night, someone stole from me. The advisor's eyes grew wide. Uh, are you saying you've been robbed? That's precisely what I'm saying, Jeremiah. Somebody robbed me. Right in my very own palace. Can you believe it? Now, it was still early in the day, and word of the thieves' foiled heist had not yet spread through the palace. Thus, Jeremiah knew nothing about it. So as the queen spoke, the advisor felt a shiver course through his body. Could the queen be talking about him? After all, hadn't he stolen her victory last night? Hadn't he used deception to rob her of another win at chess? Jeremiah began to tremble. The queen noticed. Jeremiah, you look distressed. Clearly, you're just as enraged as I am. So I ask you, as my chief advisor, my trusted, beloved, wise chief advisor... What should be done to someone who dares steal from the Queen? What consequence should they face? Jeremiah felt his mouth go dry. Was the Queen really asking him to decide his own punishment? Well, um, your highness, I think uh, wisdom uh, dictates that uh, to all those who dare steal from... Uh, in, Look at you. You're practically speechless. Which is exactly how I felt when this theft, this robbery, was discovered last night. But please, tell me, Jeremiah, how should we punish the guilty party? Jeremiah felt his heart pound. As a flush crept up his face and a bead of sweat trickled down his back, the guilty advisor knew there were only two words he could possibly utter. I confess! Then he flung himself down on one knee and clasped his hands together. Your Majesty, I am the thief of whom you speak! When we were playing chess last evening, I distracted you and stole one of your pieces, your knight, so that I might finally win a game. I deceived you, Your Excellency, and I humbly beg your forgiveness. Jeremiah hung his head in shame. When he looked back up again, he was surprised to see the queen was smiling. Oh, but... Jeremiah, this case of which I speak, this theft, it isn't about you. Jeremiah raised an eyebrow. It isn't? No, it's about the two thieves who stole from my royal treasury. 
It is? Yes. But as for this other case you mention, I appreciate you confessing how you removed my knight from the board and won the game by cheating. You do? I do. And I harbour you no ill will. You don't? No, Jeremiah, I don't. I forgive you, provided that from now on you play honestly and fairly. Put forth good, strong effort and sportsmanship, and perhaps you'll even learn a thing or two. Can you do that? Jeremiah leaped to his feet and kissed the queen's hand. That I can do, your majesty. And sure enough, he did. Now that the clever, cunning queen had beaten Jeremiah at his own game, never again did the advisor try playing the monarch for a fool. Instead, he played honestly and fairly. And over time, his game improved. In fact, Jeremiah eventually won a few games. But now he knew something that we all should know. It isn't about winning or losing. It's about being a good sport and giving it your best shot, fair and square. Now it's your turn. What are some ways you can be a good sport? If you win a game, think about some positive things you can say to your opponent. Things like, I could see you tried really hard, and I'm excited to see what happens next time we play. Then think about some positive things you can say if you're on the losing side, like, congratulations, that was a fun challenge, and I'm so proud that I did my best. Find a grown-up and practice having this conversation. Take turns pretending to be on the winning side and the losing side. Then watch your good sportsmanship grow. This week's story, The Missing Knight, was adapted by me, Rebecca Shear. It was edited by Amory Sievertson. Circle Round's original music and sound design is by Eric Shimalonis. Our artist is Sabina Hahn. Sabina has drawn a black and white picture for every single Circle Round story, and you can print them out and color them in. Ask a grown-up to visit wbur.org slash circle round and click on soundtrack and coloring pages. Special thanks to this week's actors, Jason Mansukis and Sarah Ferguson. Comedian, writer, and actor Jason Mansukis co-hosts the very funny podcast, How Did This Get Made? His new animated series, Housebroken, premieres on Fox later this month. Sarah Ferguson, Duchess of York, has written more than a dozen children's books. Kids, you can find her daily video series, Storytime with Fergie, on YouTube. And grown-ups, stay tuned. In August, the Duchess will release her first commercial historical fiction novel, Her Heart for a Compass. Our featured instrument this week was the harpsichord, with a score based on a fugue by Johann Sebastian Bach. Learn more about this Baroque keyboard instrument and this special musical form from that era on our website. Again, that's wbur.org slash circle round. Never want to miss an episode of Circle Round? Follow us on Apple Podcasts or whatever podcast app you use. And please leave us some stars, write us a review, or just tell your friends about the show. Circle Round is a production of WBUR, Boston's NPR news station. I'm Rebecca Shear. Thanks for circling around with us.
One of the best things about creating Circle Round is hearing from listeners like you. Circle Round fans have been telling us about their favorite Circle Round stories, and we're excited to share some of their voices with you. My name is Olivia. I am from Katy, Texas. My favorite episode is The Rooster in the Sky because I like the part when he touches the water and he crows and, well, he drinks the whole well. And I like that episode because it's kind of silly. Hi, this is Izmir. We really like your stories. And my favorite one is The Three Clever Brothers. My name is Francis. I live in San Francisco. And my favorite circle round is the mountain spring because they get a baby and they always wanted a baby. Did someone mention an episode you missed? No problem. You can find every single circle round story on our website. That's wbur.org slash circle round or wherever you and your grown-ups get your podcasts.